This is episode 358 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta from Jump Consulting. And today we're going to be talking about fear. How does it propel you forward? How does it hold you back? And what place in your life does it have? However, before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to Stephanie from Chicago Urban Pups. We got a lot of feedback on our podcast episode, our last one, when we talked all about marketing to millennials and this whole new hybrid work model and how that actually affects the way that you should be marketing and how you can attract more clients. Listen in to what Stephanie had to say about this past episode. Hey, Bella. Today's episode is probably one of my favorites. Oh my gosh, does it hit on something we're all struggling with? And I've been struggling with sort of wrapping my mind around how to address it. And there are some really great actionable steps that I'm going to write down and start to put into place on our social and our website. Thank you, Bella. You're the best. I absolutely love when I get feedback from you guys. It means everything to me because like I've said before, I'm sitting here in my office recording all by myself. And unlike public speaking, which is actually one of the world's biggest fears, by the way, when you can see the reactions on people's face or feel the energy, I don't on my podcast. So I love that. I also want to share something else that I thought was really cute. Michaela Anders from Adventures Pet Sitting said, listen up, I have something to say. I just had to jump on here and tell you a bit of a story. So my husband has been undecided about Bella Vasta and her techniques since I started this journey of binging on her podcasts on Pandora. I came home after a long day night of pet sitting and found my husband having a conversation with Bella through the podcast that I sent him. For reference, my husband handles the media and advertising part of the business. It was hilarious to listen to him ask Bella if she was going to give his wife a butt kick in she needs, or if that's how I really do things. Let's just say I scared him when he found out I was watching. <laughs> so I think he's on board now for the Bella butt kicking adventure. I thought that was hilarious, but then it also got followed up by Randa and her adorable kids, Miles and Dylan, who also have been listening for a very long time, actually, to Bella in your business. And she said, Randa said, my kids talk back to Bella in the car. (laughs) I love that it's such a family event. And you guys, I love this feedback. It means everything to me. And just keep it coming. Let me know who are you listening with? Where are you listening? What are your reactions? It's really good. And it also helps me understand who's listening. So I really do try to keep this PG because I know we do have little ears. Leia out in Florida, her kids have listened with her too because, you know, you're in the car and people are listening. So what's up to all of you families, all of you kiddos that are listening? Keep on learning and giving me your feedback. I love it. Today, we're going to talk about something that it does not matter whether you are a kid or an adult. It is something that is always going to be with you and you are going to either have a healthy relationship with it or unhealthy. And it's not an either or, it's not a black and white. It could be healthy in some areas, unhealthy in others. But my point of bringing this to your 
psyche, to your conscious level today is to make you think about where and what place does fear have in your life? You know, I've had a whole bunch of examples with my own clients. You know, they're afraid to send the copy to the website designer. They're afraid to set boundaries with clients on cancellation policies. They're afraid to say no to bookings. And so then they overstack their schedule or they end up being late or not showing up for their family or their friends. They're afraid to speak their truth in any situation, fear of rejection or judgment, or just have the relationship dissolve. Now, normal fears are things like jumping out of an airplane or off a cliff to dive, or maybe even to just drive at rush hour. Oh boy. Or walking into a networking meeting where you have to stand up and publicly speak or do a 30-minute commercial. You know, all of those things are fear. And sometimes fear actually propels us forward and sometimes fear holds us back. So I want you to kind of think about it and I'm going to take it to an educational level first. I am going to read a little bit of this because I did do my research. I'm definitely not a psychologist, although for a lot of my friends, I do tend to be that person. I've had years of therapy and love reading about all of this stuff, but I'm definitely not the expert. So according to the dictionary, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. And the other thing that I think is really important to bring up is that fear is physical, right? That's why like, if you've ever been in therapy, they'll say like, where do you feel this in your body? They even teach my daughter in elementary school, you know, like, okay, we're having some big emotions. Where do you feel it in your body? And like to really connect with what you're feeling. Fear is physical. It's a stress hormone like cortisol and adrenaline that is being released. Your blood pressure and your heart rate increase. You start breathing faster. Your blood flow changes. Your blood flow actually flows away from your heart and into your limbs because it's preparing you to fight, to throw punches or run for your life. Okay. It's very primal. And we have to understand why fear exists on a primal level. At the core of our fear response, it's a small almond-shaped structure in the brain called the amygdala. If you've been in therapy, you've probably heard of the amygdala. Its key role is to help us quickly sense threat and danger in our body's innate fight-or-flight reaction. When the amygdala detects potential danger, whether it's real or perceived, it sets off a cascade of psychological changes through the hypothalamus and the nervous system. It's where the limbatic system comes in, situated adjacent, so right next to the amygdala. The limbic system is a collection of brain regions linked to emotions, behavior, and long-term memory. When fear strikes, the amygdala sends out these hormonal signals amplifying our limbic response. This leads to a rapid increase in our breathing and our heart rate, which is why people always say, you know, breathe, calm down, breathe. Breathwork is a whole nother podcast itself. But Our muscle tension rises and the stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, they flood our bloodstream. All of these changes combined prepared the body to either confront the perceived threat through aggression or flee to safety. Now there is fight, flight, freeze, fawn, you know, there's a couple others too, but for the sake of this podcast, because we only have so many, we'll just say fight or flight. Now that's what physically goes on and whether you realize it or not. Some of us are living in a state of fear. Sometimes our home situation puts us in that. 
Sometimes we are triggered, even if we're adults, back into a home situation if we lived in an unsafe environment emotionally or physically growing up. It's really important to understand what's happening in our body. I remember when I first started my company and I had a client that would be upset at me or I perceived they were upset because of X, Y, or Z. We didn't do something or the expectations weren't met. And now I had a confrontation with a client. It got me like a stomach ache, got me so jittery. I mean, that's a whole nother side thing too. Did you know that we have more brain cells in our stomach than our brain? Like it's insane. That's why our stomach gets upset when we get really nervous. And so like this whole like wave of anxiety would come over my body. Or again, like when I was in NICU with Olivia for 182 days, the first six months of her life, because she was born at only 12 ounces, I lived in a state of fear. I never did not have fear during that. And even after we got home from the hospital, I still did. But I still had to function. I had to function in jump consulting. I had to function in Bella's house and pet sitting. I had to function in my normal everyday life. And what I lived off of was, um, <laughs> this is terrible, but sugar, basically like I- I'm, I'm a salty person, not a sweet person. I lived off of sugar and caffeine and I had no memory, no memory at all. I was like an 80 year old woman. It was, or 90 or hundred year old. It was insane. Like my memory was absolutely shot. So if your memory is shot right now, I'm definitely not diagnosing you, but I'm just saying like, why is it shot? It's something to look into. Are you living under a constant state of fear and stress? And what is this doing to your business? You know, you might be like, okay, Bella, I'm listening, I'm binging, and I'm listening to all of your episodes, but I'm just so overwhelmed and I don't know what to do. And and I'm scared to make a move in anyways. And that sounds like a good idea, but I can't actually put it into action, right? It's almost like it's paralyzing. You're paralyzed in fear. There's just so much information, which is why I try to give you like actionable steps each time. And what do you do with this fear in your life? Are you living with the knowledge it's there and how to overcome it? Or are you living with it unknowingly? You know, you might have heard, you know, fear is false evidence appearing real. I feel like at least for me, this is the way it works is anytime I can identify that I'm scared of something, the thing that always kills my fear is knowledge. So if I get the facts, if I get the education, it definitely decreases fear. It doesn't eliminate it, but it decreases it. And so fear will impact your effect psychologically on the fight or flight. It will have effects on mental health, like worry, stress, panic attacks. It can limit your behavior and opportunities if left unchecked. And it can really contribute to the negative thoughts and beliefs that you have about yourself, your past experiences, or I'm afraid of looking stupid, or the situation might go badly, or any of these thoughts that might come into your head. I see this happen in relationships too. People can think like, oh my gosh, like this relationship romantically or platonically or business, this is going too good. When is the next shoe going to drop? I am not deserving of all of this good stuff. Something bad is going to happen. And you're almost projecting or manifesting the bad things happening because you're so fearful of what it looks like when it can actually just be good. Your body is not conditioned to receiving. That's why they say, I receive it. 
your body, your brain is not conditioned to receiving good things because it's conditioned to being in fear, waiting for that next shoe to drop, wondering when, you know, you're going to be proven right and that nothing ever lasts or nothing good happens to you. Okay. External triggers are equally complex with social interactions. And so maybe that prevents you from walking up to a grooming shop or to a community director at a high rise or going to that networking meeting and standing up and getting on the microphone and doing things. I tell you a lot of actionable steps to do things. We have a free download on how to do a 30 second networking commercial. And yeah, that's great. Here's how you do it. But there's a whole step before that. And that's how do you actually hold on to the mic and talk to people, right? And there's that fear that comes from that. There could be a fear of holding you back, getting on camera, posting things, accomplishing too much, posting too much according to what you think, right? The fear of success. When you're constantly living under that shadow of internally or externally triggered fear, it takes a serious toll on your mind and your body. And you got to pay attention to your body when you feel it. You have to stand up to it. Because just like I said in past episodes, this like in habits and behaviors, this stuff is happening to you whether you are aware of it or not. So if it's going to happen no matter what, wouldn't you rather be aware of it and try to take at least a little bit of control over it? That is my whole entire purpose of this episode today. I want you to think about where do you live in fear, okay? Those people that are fearless, that is not the absence of fear. It just means that they have a relationship with fear and they don't let it rule the decision that they're making. Nobody ever does not have fear, okay? I have fear all the time. I would like to say most of the time I have a healthy relationship with fear, but it's come from years and years of therapy and work. And also, I'm not saying you have to do years and years of therapy and work, but it is something that you need to be aware because I could tell you the how-to on business all day long till I'm blue in the face. But if fear is holding you back, it's never going to execute. Now, let's move into how do we overcome fear? Because you know I am a solution-oriented kind of gal, and a lot of this stuff is not going to be new to you, but I want to remind you of all of this stuff. I also want to say too that I think a lot of times when we do something new, we can have a healthy relationship with fear. Sometimes our innocence keeps us from holding back. Now, I just told you that I had a ton of fear in NICU, but you know what? I also was very innocent. I was almost ignorant because I just did not know. I didn't know. I guess I wasn't ignorant because it wasn't like I knew it and ignored it, but I didn't have all the information. I didn't understand how drastic, how much the odds were really stacked up against us when doctors looked me in the eye on July 4th and basically asked me if I wanted to abort Olivia because they told me that my life was never going to be the same and that she'd probably end up in a wheelchair. We'd have to have a special van to transport her and basically like doomsday. I mean, that was their job, but they also don't, medicine is a practice, right? And hell yeah, I was fearful, but I didn't succumb to it. I'm a challenger. I'm a challenger by nature. If you've done the Enneagram, I'm an eight. Okay. That's like a mic drop right there. But you you tell me I can't do something and I'm like, watch me. But that's my personality type. And I know that about me and not everyone's like that. But what I'm trying to say is that I think sometimes when you haven't experienced the worst, 
you know, like right now, if I was in that situation, I would have a completely different feeling about it because not only would I be triggered, but I would have something to compare it to. I was young and dumb, so to speak. But because I was young and dumb, I was able to have that confidence to be like, look them directly in the eye and be like, if you do not believe that this baby is going to live and be okay, then get the hell off my team. That's what I said. That's what I was doing then. I was fearful, terribly fearful. But the way in which I leveraged that fear was much different. And so I hope you can kind of find some parallels in your own life there. I know it's an extreme example, but I just wonder, you know, I also think that we're conditioned with fear. I know that there's some people in my life that are very fearful of everything. Oh my God, don't take that step. Oh my God. Oh my God, don't touch that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I think as parents too, sometimes, you know, it's the difference between a kid jumping off of something and like maybe not landing it, right? And being like, oh my God, are you okay? Or yeah, dude, that was amazing. Like you go girl, you're so strong. How did that feel? It's the difference between instilling confidence or instilling fear. Like, oh my gosh, look at what you just did. You could have hurt yourself and you know, or wow, that was really brave and strong of you. I hope you're seeing that, right? So it's fascinating to me. And of course, we only have a short amount of time together. And this is definitely why I want to hear your thoughts. Send me voice notes on Instagram. Send me, and by the way, if you do that, I only play them if I've got your permission. Okay. So don't think that everything's going to go on air. But Tell me, how is your definition of fear? How is your relationship with fear? All right, so 10 ways to fight them. One, take time out. It's impossible to clearly think when you're flooded with fear or anxiety. Literally what happens is our amygdala hijacks our brain. And so you cannot actually think straight. That's why they say take time out. In couples therapy, it was, hey, I'm gonna take 30 minutes and check back with you and I'll let you know if I've calmed enough down to like think clearly, right? If you don't, what happens is usually you make decisions or say things and then you come back to it a certain amount of time later and you're like, darn, why did I say that, right? That's why they say sleep on it. Breathe through the panic. When you start realizing that this is happening in your body, you actually can regulate that nervous system through breath work. And you can Google it. There's a whole bunch of different types of things. There's box breath. There's deep breathing. There's, there's so many different ways of breathing. There's breathing so deep and hard that you almost pass out there's all kinds of things. Face your fears. Like let's do some risk analysis or face them in like tiny little increments. Imagine the worst. I do this all the time. I take things to extreme. What is the extreme thing that could go good? What is the extreme thing that could go bad? Am I okay with that? Look at the evidence. Now, that was the false evidence appearing to be real, right? Or gather the facts. The more education you have, the better of a decision you can make. So when you're fearful, think about, okay, what don't I know about this? What is the evidence? What is the science? What is the facts that I can rely on? And take it out of the emotions and go into facts. The other thing that you can do to fight your fears is realize that you're never going to be perfect. You're going to put your spin on it. Heck, I got this whole thing that's been created years ago called the Bella butt kicking. And that wasn't even from me. Okay. I'm not going to be perfect. And I definitely alienate some people because they just don't like my style. That's okay. Do you know that took me a little bit to come to terms and understand that and accept that? That's okay. You don't like me? Okay. But it was hard to get to that point. And you can too. 
You don't have to be perfect. Also, when you're in that fearful state, visualize that happy place. I'll bring this back to NICU. I always tried to visualize what my little girl would look like. I'm going to start crying. I would always try to look at what does our first Christmas look like or what do the holidays look like or what does our birthday look like? I really tried to live in the visualization and some people would call that manifestation as well. And so really, I'm getting so teary-eyed, really pick out what do you visualize it to be? And that's also a hard thing to do when you're paralyzed in fear. And I get that. But your vision is really important to see where you want to go. What does it look like? And then talk about it. This is my favorite. I am a very verbal processor. I love to talk. I love the app Voxer, V like in Victor, O-X-E-R. It's like a walkie-talk app where you can just leave each other voice notes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You might have heard me talk about it before. So you guys, this can show up in your business, in decisions, in relationships. It could show up in hiring. Maybe you just stopped hiring because you're paralyzed in the whole, no one can do it as good as I can do it. Maybe on video, but what don't you get if you aren't fearful? You know, like when is fear good? When can you leverage it? How do you move through it? And what is paralyzing you right now? I would love for you to DM me privately and just be like, hey, this is something I'm fearful on right now. In fact, let's take it a step further and please go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash 2020 and let's get on a 20 minute call and let's talk about those fears. Let me help be, you know, the ghostbuster of fears for you. Let me help challenge your thought process on it. Because what if it's that one thing that's holding you back right now from being the greatest version of you? What if? What are you doing with fear right now? Where is it living in your head? Now, I'm going to close with this thought. Someone once told me this, and it's always stuck in my head. And I was like, Bella, I have fear. And it was this person that I just thought was the bomb diggity. All right. That was a millennial reference. And she said, listen, I have fear. But if this is like my imaginary house, I don't let it live in the kitchen or the bedroom or the living room. It lives in a closet downstairs in the basement or it's upstairs in the corner in the attic. It is not in my everyday household area. I make it stay over there. I acknowledge that it's there and sometimes I have a conversation with it, but it is not in my main part of the household. You guys, I cannot wait to hear your feedback from this episode. I want to hear your fears. I want to hear how you deal with your fears. I want to hear what you're struggling with. The only reason why I do this is to help you. Like this gives me so much joy. And so I fear that I'll have crickets and I won't hear back from any of you, which oftentimes I don't. So that's why I get really excited when I do hear back from you. So I really hope that we can have this conversation. I'm sorry this one was a little bit longer, but I can't stop yapping about this. <sighs> you guys are just the greatest and I appreciate you spending these 23 minutes with me. All right, you all have an amazing day and this leads straight directly into it. Remember when life gets you down, always keep jumping. Bye now. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, the best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.